We're going to have a discussion tonight. Discussion. Uh, sometimes a very controversial subject. Uh, sometimes a basis of argument. Accepted by some, shunned by some. Um, it's right in the middle of the Bible. Past the middle a little ways. Um, Book of Acts. Particular scriptures here being the main platform of the Pentecostal denomination. Chapter 2. Anybody heard chapter 2 of Acts? Amen. Anybody ever heard any argument on it? At least what stems from it. Maybe I should put it that way. Now, Acts was written by Luke. Same one that wrote the book of Luke and the four Gospels. Luke was a physician by, if you want to call it trade or career or profession, whatever it was in those days. Leastwise, physicians had some extent of probably a higher education than the common folk. And in Luke's writing, if you read his book and in the book of Acts, you find him very detailed. Now, he's guided by the Holy Spirit the same as the others. Um, but his, his writings are immaculately detailed and uh, using the best verbiage that can be spoken, at least in the day it was written. Uh, we find here, uh, we're going to kind of open these scriptures up about three or four of them. And these are very familiar, but these are some scriptures that many times, many people simply float over, never understand. They just get a hold of what somebody's told them, and they go with it. Feel free to ask questions, raise your hands, whatever as we go along. Let's just start here in the second chapter. We've been here lots of times. Uh, this is where it all began, right? At least the movement. Now, preceding this, actually preceding Christ, which this was about some 30, 34, 35 years uh, or so after Christ uh, first entered, entered the scene on earth. Uh, from that point backwards, uh, there was a, a, a dark void time, spiritually speaking, on earth. Um, after Christ walked the earth, lived, ministered, taught, healed, delivered. I mean, we, we've read the Gospels. We know what Jesus did while he was here. Uh, he knew at a point after his departure that the church was going to need not something but someone. And we've discussed this many times because he was going to leave and ascend. And 40 days after his resurrection, he did just that. He ascended to on high and, and took up his throne. But here, Amen. we're going to look at this and we're going to take it apart. And there's a lot of avenues that shoot off of these scriptures. A lot of them. A lot of beliefs. A lot of lack of beliefs. Again, a lot of arguments. A lot of denial. 
Uh, some say, yeah, it happened, but that was it, and it's over with. That don't happen anymore. Others say, yes, it does. You know, there's a lot of things, and uh, sometimes that can get pretty difficult to try to come to an understanding, and this isn't the only area of the Bible. The whole Bible is controversial. I mean, there's believers and there's non-believers, and you get an unbeliever together with a believer, you're going to get controversy. I've seen some of it lately, not personally, but some of the things like Brother Tanner, we view certain religious things that's available on social media, and you see some of this, man, you can get some downright dogfights over things, and people seem to be more and more so all the time. But let's look at, uh, begin reading here at verse 1. It says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. When they're meaning a designated point. A, a precise. You know God works in preciseness. Amen. Even though eternity has no calendars, none of that, God works by dates. Pentecost was 50 days after Passover. Very important date in the Jewish history, the Jewish religion um, that originated back in the early Old Testament. So having probably most everybody here having read this multiple times, have you not? Amen. And this is kind of a go-to, isn't it? Uh -huh. If you're Pentecostal, this again, this is this is kind of where you shoot off from. Uh, you know, don't don't get this confused with Jesus because it had not been for Jesus, this would not be right. We're gonna see that here in a minute. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, now everything in the call it dateline of religion that God pre-ordered and pre-arranged as to particular feast days, Passover days, uh, day of Pentecost, and other harvest days, they're precise on the calendar. They occur at designated moments. This is a designated moment Amen. in church history. This was prepared to take place. Okay? Says when it was fully come. The first day after the seventh week had passed, seven weeks, 49 days, Pentecost was the next day, the 50th day again after Passover. I've heard for years, aside from this, just as an example, that every 2,000 years something very significant happens in the spiritual realm. And that goes back to the New Testament which reinforces that. Um, I was thinking the other day um, Jesus was about 33 and a half when he was crucified and a little older when he left at least in earth years. 2033 and a half that just struck me for some reason we're approaching that now I'm not saying anything's going to happen in 
2033, but if you add 2000 to his age, it's, yeah. I mean, that's just a thought. Sure. And that, that doesn't really relate to this, but I, I wanted to share that. Uh, just kind of to uh, give an example mm -hmm. of the importance of, of periods of time. Let's put it that way. Periods of time and designated times. And we're looking again at a designated time here. It says, when it was fully come, it had fully arrived. Uh, come here has an interesting meaning. It really means an occurrence for a purpose. It doesn't just mean I come to your house or I come here or come there. It's, I, I, it arrives for a pre-designated purpose and occurrence. Everything lining up. They were all with one accord in one place. Mm -hmm. Who was all in one accord in one place? Well, no. Does anybody know? Who? On the side. See, I told you, we just read over it and we don't know what it means, huh? Who were they? Hundred twenty. The upper room, right? Wasn't there another three thousand? Not yet. Came later. Now there's a whole lot more thousands. Millions. Because of the one twenty. Okay. They. They were all. All is again a significant word in this scripture. It means everyone. Everyone. Think about that. You get these pews packed. Every one of them. Up and down both sides, across the back, down the hall, out and through the foyer. Does that mean that everybody's really here? No. no. It means their bodies are here, but it don't mean they're here. No. They're here. Mm -hmm. They are here. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. Everyone. For a purpose. Mm -hmm. You imagine? I'm just, let's just, let's just kind of let this soak. We have church services three times a week. Sunday's the big one. Sunday morning's the big one. If we fill the church up, is everybody here? No. Sadly, no. Because there's a purpose. There's a purpose. Do we have a purpose? Amen. Then what's the deal? I'm going to ask some raw questions now. Then what's the deal? You know what this is talking about? 120 people getting on the same wavelength at the same time yeah. for the same purpose. Mm -hmm. yeah. How impossible is that in this day and time? Mm -hmm. oh. If you get two people on the same wavelength at the same place for the same good. purpose, you're doing good. Let's throw this around. Why? What's the deal then? I'm talking Christian religious people that are supposed to be here for a purpose. Or anywhere you may be for a purpose. What's the purpose? Christ, God. Glorify God to do the things of. 
That's why these are here, to, to do the things to, to that purpose that's at hand. Because this time has arrived. I like to think of it. Every day is not Pentecost, but every day is a Sabbath. Mm-hmm. How about everybody one time arrive for the same purpose? Amen. Come on. Amen. You th- what, do you, what do you think might happen? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm saying this to say this. I have noticed and I've observed as of late for about the last couple of months or so, things seem to be kind of... Yeah. Are you with me? Oh, yeah. Mm. It's kind of like, okay, it's like there's more getting this purpose of why we're really here. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Spirit's beginning to arrive, <laughs> come. Mm-hmm. The Spirit always comes for a purpose. Amen. But it, He doesn't just come. He comes because people believe and they show up and they expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These people would not have been here had they not been expecting. Amen. The Bible says in the latter days there will be a great falling away. I believe in a big way that's a falling away of expectation in a way. Mm-hmm. Their expectations vaporizing. Just go through motions. Just show up, maybe. But they're still not there. Because if you're not, in this instance, as these were, if you're not there spiritually, you're not there. At least this great purpose that's about to happen. Well, what great purposes are subject to happen any time we gather? What's possible? Can you? We're going to go on through this, but there's a great dynamic here. You're talking about a dynamic. We're getting ready to see it. We'll ask some more questions later that relate to this. Anybody got a comment this far? I know we hadn't got uh, very far into this, but go ahead. I just say, for the sake of saying, I think that that is, you asked the question, I don't think anyone answered. I. I find it, I'm just talking about my personal self. It, because I've looked at that before. I've asked myself that same question. For Christians, I think the struggle, at least for me, is the rhetorical Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and it rhetorically happens. And so, if you are devoted to that, as you should be, it can, if you're not careful, become ritual. A ritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it's the Christian responsibility, actually, <coughs> my responsibility to weave through that and to come with everything that I have every time we we are gathered because it is an opportunity, and I've, I've mentioned this before, of group faith. But you don't get that very often. Right. You got, like you said, you talked about people being together for the same reason, and, and faith is always the big thing to me because it's like, here we are, you know, it's one thing for me to believe or or be dealing with something, but then I walk into a room where seven or eight people are on the same page as me, believing for the same thing at the same time. Even though I may, our situations may vary. I mean, if you put that together, like you said, what happens if we put that together? <clears throat> something can change. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an explosion. Kind of like what you were talking about before in the last couple of services, like something's going out 
and exceeding itself into the people. The word, of course. It's going out and it's seeding. It's not going to return void. It's, it's being very useful. Uh, and it's the education, the, the conviction, mm. all of those things combined. But I, coming back to the original thing, I, I think the Christian has to weave through <coughs> that rhetorical happening in order to find the usefulness. I agree. Uh, there's an extreme element of focus here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Focus as to what's get going on and getting ready to go on. With one accord. Again, one purpose of mind. One mind, actually, is what that means. Think about that. Kind of back to what I said earlier. Get two people this day and time. Think about that. With one mind. Again, this is spiritual mind. How do they get that way? Discipline. Mm. Somebody and remove them up. Somebody talking to them. I mean, the Holy Spirit. I think. I think not yet. No, not yet. So you ain't come yet. Right. It's got to be each other. I'm glad you asked that. It's got to be each other. Uh, encouragement, each other. encouragement. Right. Uh, what do you think they're doing right here? What, what might be going on while they're? I mean, they're assembled. Mm-hmm. Can I give you an example? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you this is a major distraction, and I'm about ready to say something about it. Mm-hmm. Service is going on. Who we got? Oh, how many people's gonna be distracted to that? What's just happened? That's how tedious things are. I'm going to tell you, everything right here was in line. That's just, there's a lot of other things. I'm telling you, it gets crazy sometimes when you're trying to keep the service. I'm going to call it disrespectfully detracted. I'm just telling you, hey, we're going to get on the wavelength. There's some things we got to do. And right here, you, you see the ultimate of discipline. They've been told something's going to happen. But they hadn't seen it yet. Would you call that faith? We showed up anyway. We got faith. We're expecting. We're believing. I'm going to tell you who told them. Jesus is the one who told them to be here. Go ahead. The expectation had to be overwhelming. Absolutely. Well, expectation is a form of faith. If you, you're going to expect. If you believe, you're going to expect. That's faith at work. But think about this: if if your if your faith is in disarray and your expectation gets messed up, and and you got one person doing one thing and three doing another one, and others doing something else, you got chaos. At least disrespect of the Lord. Put it that way. Many people don't see it that way. They don't think it matters one bit. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm I'm telling you this, and we need to know it for the purpose of, and I'll leave that open ended for the purpose of. It's very important, not only to everybody else here, but you individually, everybody here. Um, there might be somebody here on the verge of receiving Jesus. I'm gonna tell you, this is how intricate it is. Yeah. On the verge of receiving Jesus, and somebody mess it up. Yeah. Because they're out of line. They're out of order. They're out of purpose. 
And y'all aren't taking the beating tonight. Don't, hey, I wish everybody was here. Don't matter to me if there's a thousand here to tell them the same thing. I'd like to ask. Yes, go ahead. Question if I can get it out. Uh, I don't know what happened last Sunday. It was so, so heavy. <coughs> yes. And I come expecting tonight for that to be here and it's just not here. Yeah, that's the difference. Now I can tell you what happened because I operate from right here Amen. and I got a full view this direction. Everybody in this place just about was fully attentive. I made a comment to somebody. Did you recognize the attention Sunday morning? But when it's diverted and it's yonder and it's there and it's here or it's, it takes away from you. Yeah, it does. And for some strange reason, people expect a great move of God in the midst of utter chaos anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, go ahead, Luke. Yeah, I'd just like to back that up. I mean, the Holy Spirit is so sensitive. Absolutely. Things have to be perfect mm -hmm. for Him to be able to enter in and yeah. be able to work. Yeah. Uh, and putting that together is it's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. It, again, it takes discipline. Discipline. Yes, yeah. it does. Uh, oh, you, you pretty much got to spank flesh and say, flesh, oh, behave. Yeah. 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 Get in line, flesh. Yeah. I'm in the spirit here. You don't, have, you know, I'm, we wrestle that thing all the time. Sure. But uh, I think it, I think this draws us also to kind of, uh, I don't know the right term for it, but to, I guess, make adjustments. Um, think about what we're doing. Think about where we're at. I can tell you there's a day you walk into a church sanctuary, you didn't even find trash on the floor. Yeah. Don't go looking around here before they come clean the church. <laughs> it gets very sad. Yeah. Well, it's just a building. No, it's God's building. Yeah. It's not even ours. I'm a stickler for this, and I may offend some people, but when we get the, the aspect of holiness, when we really get it, and how God's to be treated, His sanctuary's to be treated, how we're even to enter in, sure. how we act, what we say, what we do, makes all the difference. Amen. Now, this with one accord and one mind, it says also in one place. What do we immediately picture? Oh, we got a room here. This also has great spiritual significance. Think about that in one place. Place here is referring to a particular location for something supernatural to happen. Where do supernatural things happen at? Is it only in churches? Mm -hmm. We could carry this on to the home, huh? Amen. What's going on in your home? What's running across that TV screen? What's popping up on the computer? What's on the phone you're carrying around? You think the Holy Ghost is going to show up in the middle of a bunch of trash? Absolutely not. 
And then people whine and holler and cry because they can't get the prayers answered and the blessings of God poured out on them. Come on, come on, brother. I'm talking adjustments. Man, I do wish the room was full. <laughs> Think about that. One place. You can bring that right down to right here, all of us individually. You pointed at it. Right here. What's going on right here? Jeremiah said the heart of man is desperately wicked who can know it but the Holy Spirit can sure clean it up if you allow him to makes an excellent home for him imagine the preparation now we had not got there yet preparation taking place here in, the, in this place for this prolonged period of time they wasn't here for five minutes that's another problem for people didn't happen in five minutes so I'm out of here I come for a Holy Ghost show what happened? A lot of attitudes. These gathered here were here for an extended period of time. Quite a while. Now go back and think about that. You got 120 of them all together. And I'd say probably reading history and kind of buildings and all that kind of thing. This wasn't a real huge place. This room for 120 folks. Think things might get a little uncomfortable. That in itself is a distraction. If you start whining and crying and complaining about it, which is human nature, right? Now, scripture doesn't say, but I, I strangely find I don't really see within this in my looking at it and meditating on it and allowing the Holy Spirit to feed me, I don't see anything of that nature in this. Because had there been, the results would not have been the same. That's right. Because why? Everybody was in what? One accord. One, One mind. We're here for a purpose. If we ever lose track of purpose, we are so messed up. Amen. If the purpose becomes about us, to please me, feel like I want to feel, a lot of other things, we've lost it. I don't see that in this either. What I see is they have been given the instructions, not invitation, instructions. Oh, uh-oh, we don't get to choose. Now, instruction's different than invitation, right? I'll give you the instruction in a little bit. You know the scripture tells us, tells us, instructs us many times on what to do? Specifically, is there room for deviation? Nope. But the very people that deviate are the worst, worst screamers. Mm. Why didn't this happen to me? <clears throat> Check up from the neck up. While you're at it, look at your heart too. Mm. The reason why that gate's long and narrow. Very narrow. Okay. Keep these things in mind in comments here before we go to the next scripture. So see, there's a lot more going on here than just a few words thrown into a scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is an enormous amount going on what this is, is citing. I tried to visualize it. I'm thinking, wow. 
you know, this place would hold 120 if we crammed them in. We've had 90, I think the record's 94 in here. And that was, there were a few full, squeezed up, and then some chairs out. So up and down the walls, yeah, we could probably do 120. Sure. It'd be pretty full, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Would you call it elbow room? No, <laughs> no elbow room. And suddenly, verse 2, suddenly, that means more than all at once. It really means out of nowhere. Kind of how God works out of nowhere, isn't it? Amen. Although he's from somewhere, because he's from everywhere. Because he can be everywhere. But see, this again, I want to back up and and uh, enforce this and, and emphasize it. This happening is historical. Spiritually, religiously, historical. If you, I thought about this. Have you ever thought about being the one that messes up something that's religious and historical and spiritual? You think it can happen? I believe it can. I referred to kind of an example a while ago. Sure. If it's even one person's life, it's still historical in their life. That's right. Suddenly, there came, there's that word come, came, there came for a particular purpose, came meaning, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. The Greek word for sound is echoes. That's where we get the word echo. This was a thunderous echo, a reverberating echo, a powerful echo. In so much where it's talking about the, the wind, it literally means a, uh, a violent and destructive force. Like one. Now this didn't destroy anybody, but it's comparing. The sound. This wasn't just a small happening. This wasn't just a little occurrence in a building with a few folks in it. This was of heavenly magnitude, and we need to get that. Heavenly <coughs> magnitude. Historically, spiritual, heavenly magnitude. You see, many times the Bible, and I know I've referred to things like this before, many times the Bible is explained in the best way possible to try to bring forth what it is that's really trying to be described or what it is that's happening. And that's what's taking place right here. There's no way, there's no words really to explain what is really happening here. Because this is a God force. And when it's a God force and a supernatural force and an occurrence and a happening like this one, how could you describe it? the best way you can, but you're going to do a very limited job. So, I'm saying that because that becomes us when we don't try to pour ourselves into the Scriptures and try to understand and visualize, even here, a sound makes noise, right? Here, what it is that's being described. And then appreciate what it is 
because when we appreciate, that puts a whole other ingredient into the mix. I'm talking about appreciating God. Amen. Now, they've been waiting here. These things are beginning to occur. And this, this enormous, energetic, thunderous echo. Can you imagine? I mean, up to this point, everything's quiet. Or at least, I would suspect quiet. There might be people praying, praising. I mean, that, that's normal in this setting. But think about suddenly, all at once, out of nowhere, things start. This even, this even includes a, a shaking in motion. That's what this, this word defines as. Shaking in motion. It, it's so uncontainable that it's vibrating and it's shaking and it's blowing and it's moving. And it filled. What's it? Not yet. Well, yeah, kind of, sort of. What? The sound. The sound. The sound. It filled. You're right as well. Filled all the house where they were sitting. Glory. So what do we got filling the house? How does God come? How does the Holy Spirit come? We got evidence right here. Right. Is everybody here? Do you believe this was real? Amen. You believe this was a real house? Mm -hmm. You believe it was a real sound? Amen. I would say probably a sound never heard before because it's a heavenly sound. Mm -hmm. So what kind of sound was it? We don't know. I'll say that. Say this: We need to be listening to any kind of sound from the Lord, mm -hmm. instead of caught up in whatever it is we get distracted by. We might miss something, right? Mm -hmm. now, I don't think they missed this one, because <clears throat> what I read into this, it, it was a huge commotion, but it wasn't damaging. Yeah. Now, a mighty rushing wind. Oklahoma, we refer to what? What's going to happen here? Woo! What's going to go off? That's destructive, right? Now, let me relate this. These things that we call twisters and cyclones, and all, they are the most destructive force on earth. Natural force. None barred. They're it. They have more magnitude of power than anything else. That's just a little earthly thing. What about this? That's crazy. I think hundreds of them combined together. Yeah. The sound of what? 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 What do you? What do you think this is bringing with it? It's just a sound. Mm -hmm. No. It's a a sound, but it's more than a sound. sound. It's a heavenly things of heaven are heavenly. Okay, let's look. Filled all the house where they were sitting. Sitting. They all were sitting. What were they doing? Sitting. They wasn't up running around. Checking their Facebook. 
I'm going to stay on that one because I'm telling you, it's getting to be something else. Come on. I'm about ready to put a basket back there and say, check in here. Preacher, you're getting out on a long limb there. That's just one thing. Folks, there's all kinds of distractions. There's all kinds of... And, and listen to me. Don't get me wrong. I understand things happen and there's things you got to take care of. But if you read the Bible, the first, most, other than faith, which is first, the main thing God wanted from anybody He used was their attention. Sure. That's it. If you don't give God your attention, you're going to miss it. Yeah. And I've wondered how many times have I missed it? How many times have we missed it? Sure. Because we weren't giving God our attention. I guarantee you they were giving their attention to God. All of them, which is saying much. 120. All at once. In the same place. Giving their attention to God. Now, they were sitting. Let's just Look at that. We've been sitting here and standing a little bit. About an hour and 14 minutes if you got here right on time. Anybody uh, fidgeted yet? Anybody had to move? And I'm not saying they weren't, but I'm, bring, I'm bringing up a point here. Because when you sit, what happens? When you keep sitting, and you sit more, and you sit longer, what begins to set in? It ain't patience. It's impatience. Where is the expectation? I thought it was supposed to happen already. What am I even doing here? Wasting my time. Hmm. <laughs> Woo, there's a lot in this. Anybody gonna stop right here for comment? Yeah. Anybody? And to think they're probably all sitting on the ground in the dirt, you know. Oh yeah, there wasn't, like, wasn't chairs. No wasn't no comfy padded pews. <laughs> What's the significance of this? The Bible says sitting. Why is that significant? Because that's the only way they had in the day. No. It's a posture of discipline, obedience, expectation, and attention. And I don't think it's even slumped back with your legs thrown out and your feet crossed and just kind of haphazardly laying around. Now, there's a lot of spiritual significance in what I just said. We can get slothful and not know it. Get lazy. I don't, again, in any of this, I don't see any element at all of some of the things that seem to be problems with people of our culture and our generation. So I'm going to tell you right now, if we put ourselves in this picture, we could pretty readily identify some uh-ohs. Need for realignment. Hmm. You had a comment. I was going to say, like, in recovery, in AA meetings, wherever, 
they got a chance. Don't leave before the miracle happens. The miracle happens. That's good. Don't leave before the miracle. What if they had? There was a point of time, wasn't there? Wasn't there a designation moment that got? What if that? Uh, nah, we're out of here. Ain't nothing gonna happen. I wish that preacher would hurry up because it's kind of a little dull service. That's a good point. I like it. Do you have something, Kim? Oh, earlier I was just going to say that um, it's kind of like diluting gasoline. You're not going to get the effectiveness, you know, if you're diluting it with everything else. Mm -hmm distractions and everything so each person that comes in here you have fuel you know and if you put it together it'll run right but when you got people adding water and diluting that then it doesn't function the way that it's supposed to yeah uh, draw your attention back and there's something I've got prompting when you said that uh, we're just talking about the uh, Sound came from heaven. Um, if I can keep my thought long enough, it also included, uh, and I may have mentioned this already, a uh, atmosphere, atmospheric change within that room. An absolute atmospheric change took place. Conditional change. You mentioned Sunday morning. There was a condition, a change of conditions that happened. That took place before we ever started. I mentioned that. In order for there to be a spiritual atmospheric change, there has to be spiritual activity within the room. Verse 3, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Here's the descriptive term again. Cloven tongues like as of fire. Appeared to who? In the room. What appeared? What was it? What did it look like? Fire. Luke's description, cloven means divided. Now that could be imagined in different ways. It could be one big ball of fire with different dividing appendages off of it, but it was, all, it was a ball of energy or multiple energies, supernatural, heavenly, anointed in energy that's taking place here. This isn't just somebody lit a match and not at all. Uh, th this is uh, descriptive of a uh, energetic fervency of some kind. I, I don't really... I can't come up with a comparative term to label it uh, as I looked at this and what I found out nobody else even really had a good description of it either. It's just something that's best described as Luke put it. it it's as a fire that looked like fire. Now what's fire? But this is, I'd say, concentrated fire. It's fire that is holding something contains something and energy for a purpose you're going to see that this noise associated with these cloven tongues of fire 
And tongues here is, is, is simply meaning it's not a human tongue, it's a, an appendage of, or a shard, or however you would say it, of an energetic uh, appearance of fire. Okay, now that, the Holy Spirit, that's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Fire, wind, and the other is water. Biblically. We've got wind and fire right here. So who's showing up? Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost is showing up. Now, and it sat upon each of them. What were they doing? Sitting. Sitting. And it sat. Now, sitting here is not so much, even though I believe they were, as positioned in the physical. Sitting contains a lot more than just affixing yourself on a floor or on a pedestal or in some kind of a furnishing. Sitting again is a, a, a position of obedience. You ever go to school? I don't know if you do it anymore. And if you were like I said a while ago, you know, you're sitting back there and you teacher come up and say, set up straight, you're going to run your posture. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess I'm, we remember that. Me and, <laughs> I don't know how many of the rest of you, I don't think they even do that anymore. Well, yeah, that correct you real quick. Don't sit like that. And they didn't just tell you either. You know, and I've been guilty of it. You did, you did. You, did. <laughs> you get in that position, you begin to lose the attention. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Mr. Harkey, remember? No, you I went to Mill Creek. Take that ruler and slap that yeah. Table, get your attention, straighten you up. I went to MIT, Mill Creek Institute of Technology. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but think about it. Uh, moving on, verse 4, let's get this because then we're going to go to another. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. How many of them? All of them. All of them. Not 119, 120, all of them, every one, were filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Let's finish the verse. We'll back up. And began to speak with other tongues, different word than previous. Mm -hmm. Tongues here is multiple languages, different languages that you don't know, you don't have the ability or the training or education or learning to even speak in. Also, it can be angelic language. But it's a language that you don't know. These, they didn't know it. They just began to speak, again, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. The Spirit that had arrived is now beginning to do the work of the Spirit. He gave them utterance. Now, this particular here, again, as I started out, uh, bears a lot of controversy as to the operations of or even the reality in our day of what happened then. Many say, huh, I know, it's done with. Don't that don't exist anymore. And there are extremes. I think the this is me. I don't mean to offend anybody or any denomination or any church or anything. I think the Pentecostal church needs to back up and take a real good look 
at some of the spiritual things going on in the churches. Come on. Because bumbling babble is not tongues. Mm -hmm. Nope. And I'm not going to try to define or because I'm not an expert in the field. But what happened here is people that were genuinely ordained with the power of the Holy Spirit and they had miraculous supernatural ability to talk to this Chinese guy over here in his language and that whatever in his language mm -hmm. and they understood what they were saying and this was multiple. I, I think count I had was like there were 87 different languages spoken from these people in this room on this day. At least 87 mm -hmm. different. That they didn't have one clue what anything in that language meant. For the purpose of what? What? Why did the Holy Ghost come? The power. Why? Why did it come? Jesus said He was going to send the Comforter. The work of Christ had to continue. That's the power. Yeah. Jesus knew they had to have it. Why I said in Luke twenty four forty nine, it's going away. But let's go back. Let's look real quick. Twenty four forty nine, book of Luke. Turn there real quick. We'll look at it. I'll read it to you. It's real simple. He's getting ready to ascend. This is what he said. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Tarry? You know what tarry means? You want to know what tarry means? Sit down to be sat upon. What were they doing? Sitting. Sit down to be sat upon by that which is coming so he can sat upon you and then you can be clothed with what he brings. Hmm. Until you be endued with what? Power. From where? On high. What just happened over in Acts 2? Where did that come from? On high. God on high, right? What was the what was he bring what was the Holy Spirit? He brought his presence, but what was he bringing to the early believers? Power. Power. Yeah. Power to do what? Look at me. No. I can speak in tongues. A minister. To strengthen the church. To grow it. They had to have exponential power in order to survive after Jesus left. Because the enemy was everywhere. Persecution was everywhere. Human government was in opposition. There were so many things against these early believers. Jesus knew ahead of time, I'm going to send you the promise of my Father. I'm leaving. I'm going to send you the promise of my Father. He's going to come, tarry in Jerusalem, and you will be endued. Endued means to enter into that which is being brought to you that you haven't got yet. But when it comes, you're going to be clothed with it. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Comments or questions? Oh, man, it's, we done plowed through an hour and a half already. Mm -hmm. Comments, questions? A lot of things in this. Everybody, 
Still in purpose here? Amen. Amen. Is it making more sense to you? Now, this was 2,000 years ago. But what occurred 2,000 years ago in this particular occasion fueled the church for the future. The uh, element of power of operation for the entirety of the future of, of the Christian church, of the gospel being spread until the Holy Ghost is taken back to heaven. He's here. Amen. He didn't leave. Nope. That's what some say. Yeah, this is over when the disciples died. He left. He quit with the disciples. But then they let Paul in. Paul wasn't here. What was Paul doing right now? He's persecuting the church. He's chasing Christians down, imprisoning them, killing them. But he got the Holy Ghost later, didn't he? And then he began to teach about the Holy Ghost. Pray for other people to receive the Holy Spirit. What did he say? I speak in tongues more than all of you. <laughs> but I'd rather you speak in something somebody can understand. Here we go. This is a whole other avenue of teaching. Go ahead. We can pray and feel the presence of God. <coughs> is proof that that incident took place. Amen. Yeah. It's proof. Yeah. That happened because without the coming of the Holy Spirit, we would not have, we would not be feeling the presence of mm -mm. God. Mm -mm. And to me, that's probably one of the most telling truths. Yeah. Is the fact that you enter into prayer and you can feel His presence. You begin to weep or cry. That's just confirmation that that incident took place just like it said. Amen. And you go deep enough, those of you, it's been, you go deep enough, it's like things begin to shake and, and blow sometimes yep. in the spiritual. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because that's pretty much what we're seeing. They're feeling and experiencing the power of God, the Holy Spirit, being the first recipients. These are the first recipients of the Holy Spirit coming to earth. It's available to anybody. What the word says, available to anybody, all who would believe. Now, this is just a minor beginning of a big, big, big picture spiritually. There's a lot of things associated with the Spirit. And uh, we're going to have to wrap up here uh, in just a couple of minutes. Uh, I want to stop there, verse 4. Um, we, we may pick up uh, again next week, but. Any closing questions or comments you might have before we prepare to dismiss? <clears throat> Sound like I shut it off abruptly. I'm, I'm not. If you've got a thought, question. Oh, I just want to say, to, for me, I've read that a hundred times if I've read it once. And I've never, never resonated in me the significance of coming in like a tornado, like you said. But no destruction no happened. Destruction. No, nothing bad, negative, nothing, right? Like that's amazing. Only of God, right? For something of that magnitude and force to come, and nothing to be damaged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't even like fathom well, that. Well, right? it's it's like a. Uh, All right. Yeah. 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 
almost like a tornado mm -hmm. of godly things. Amen. Joy, gladness, peace. Yeah. Amen. All these things are just flowing. Yes, and you know these people had to be charged with all that. Because oh, yeah. he brought, when he, the Holy Ghost, brought himself, he brought everything he is. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So, woo. Lord. Anybody blessed? Okay, all your comments, questions tonight, great, very good. Uh, think about this. Relate this to our assemblies. Think about yourself. What am I doing in a service? Am I coming to give myself to God's attention, my attention to God? Am I? Am I being reverent? Am I, am I being patient? Am I expecting? You know, the very reason many people don't get what they're asking for is they'll pray or they're blue in the face, but they never expect it. Mm. That sounds strange, but it's the truth. Yeah. Expect it. Whatever you're praying for, pray in faith, expecting. But pray properly and with due reverence and, and attention to God. Sit. Amen. Learn to sit. Okay. All right. We just stand. Go ahead. It's huge. Difficult, but huge. Okay. Uh, what do we got? Anything going on? Announcements or anything? So, uh, fifth Sunday singing, twenty-nine. Now, let me urge you again. And I said this once. And, I'm not trying to be harsh. But I can buy a CD and I can go put it in a player and I can listen to the song. That's not what this is about. I've had some tell the sound man, turn the music up loud where they can't hear me. <laughs> what the purpose? Get bold, get brave. If you want to sing a cappella, do it. But worship God, that's what it's about. Don't worry about it. Worship the Lord. So, come and let's have a good time. That's still a little ways off. We're going to pray and then we're going to dismiss. God bless. And Brother Leith, would you do the honor to dismiss us? Heavenly Father, Lord, what a great message, Father, Lord. What an awesome God you are, Father, Lord. We're so thankful, Lord, for uh, the works and, and what you're doing. And, and if we'll only allow you to, God. We're so grateful, Father, Lord, that you blessed us with the Holy Spirit, Father, Lord. Lord, we stand on that word. We stand on that truth, God, Lord. We exercise that, Father. Lord, help us all be more attentive, more dedicated, and, and just and just willing to, to be uncomfortable, Lord, just to be able to serve you, Father, Lord, to be, to be out of our comfort zone, God, Lord, to just be able to authentically praise you as you deserve, Father. Lord, I pray for everyone in here, God, Lord, I pray that we all can join our faith, Father, Lord, and we move that Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.